Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are concluding our Sentinel Comics adventure. I had so much fun playing this game, and I hope y'all had just as much fun listening to it. Before we get on to the episode, I wanted to make a quick note at the top of the show. Last week on Friday, one of our listeners reached out to let us know that an ableist slur was included in this series. In order to own up to what happened and hopefully give our listeners information that we definitely didn't have when we started this series, I will be repeating that slur here once, and that is dimwit. Although for some people this might be common parlance, it has a dark history as a slur being used against people with cognitive disabilities. And although this term was introduced to this series by a guest of the show, I definitely don't think the responsibility for this falls squarely on their shoulders either. I, being the host of the show and another voice at the table, certainly could have stopped it if I had known how severe the cultural context around this slur was. We also have editorial power here over at the OneShot Network, and we definitely could have taken more steps to prevent it from hurting any of our listeners. For this week's episode, I'll be including some of the educational links this listener sent to us in their email, and putting this warning up top. For episodes that are already out and on the air, we're going to be including a special warning up top and looking into editing the slur out of the episodes themselves. How quickly we're able to do that is going to depend heavily on our editorial bandwidth over here at the OneShot Network, which is hard to project because Tracy, our primary editor, has a new baby. But we're going to do this as quick as our, but we're going to address this as quick as our operation can handle. Language and the social acceptability around certain words can change over time. And one of the difficult things we have to do as we age is reckon with the fact that words that seemed innocuous or totally acceptable within our own personal vocabularies can come to take on an ugly meaning. In these cases, the responsible thing to do is listen to the people who are voicing concern and take action to support their comfort. Certainly after reading the educational resources that were sent to me, I have very different feelings about a lot of words that up until recently were a common part of my own vocabulary. And while we are certainly comfortable with swearing in the One Shot podcast, we are not comfortable with slurs of any kind. Personally, I'd like to thank the listener in question for taking their concerns to us and giving us an opportunity to make things right. I still love this series and had so much fun playing it, and I don't want this to take away from the fun we all had playing this game. As always, heroes, thanks for listening, and let's get to the show. Eight damage, though. That's fantastic. Yeah, and his good luck streak has ended as he rolls a three. Yeah, your Fright Train is being dragged into you, and you rear back and hit him with it, and Fright Train sees the headbutt coming, and is like, yeah! And then as his head hits you, you leave a dent in his big metal faceplate, <laughs> and he reels back, like, no! <laughs> your friend was wrong when she said all things change. Dracula is eternal. Hercules is eternal. Past, present, and future are all Draculies. <laughs> That's not strictly true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, Draculies. The passing is yours. Uh, yeah. That was a great little scene between you two. Yeah, we'll bounce it to, to BC. Hold those characters dead. <laughs> Canonically. <laughs> I mean, first of all, how many times has Dracula died? And also, uh, Hercules' godly essence was no, taken no, no, no. to I'm, Olympus I'm to in, reconcile I'm with Eric. And also, I'm, in shut up. I'm just muttering to myself <laughs> under my breath.
<laughs> no body. So I kind of don't want to interrupt what they have going on between them. It just seems sure. like they both have a lot of things to work out. That was plenty of defenses. Well, yes. What I think what I'm going to do actually is bring out my ancient blade and focus on it and use my yellow ability blade companion to boost myself to make up for assistant bonus. Yeah. That's what's good. Max die is six, so I'm going to have a persistence exclusive plus two bonus while wielding my blade, the blade that I was first buried with. Cool. And then I'm going to throw it to the tower, actually. Oh, thank you. I love it. Fantastic. So the doors these whole times have been rotating impossibly within the space of the doorway. And as they've been turning, they haven't just been rotating, but they've been grinding away the corners of the doors until all that's left, instead of two rectangular doors making up a big square space, is one big round hole in the tower. And from that hole, the pieces of doors fall away with a loud clang, and there in the hole is this giant floating eye. This giant white lidless eye with a blue lens that stares deep into your soul. And the lidless eye blinks. And as it somehow impossibly blinks, when the blink opens back up, the entire eye opens and plates of it shift up and back and out steps this tall, white-masked, brown-haired, black-and-gold outfit lady. And she says, Oh, you've made such a mess here. Where did Ermin go? What are you doing with the train? Don't hit him with your head. Oh. I'll toss the mannequin to her feet. <laughs> As the mannequin lands at her feet, she goes, Oh, well, that won't do. And she waves her hand at it, and Ermin is laying at her feet. <laughs> oh, dope. She says, So for any of you... I don't know any of you, although you seem to have interacted with some of my trinkets. Interesting. I am Amenia Twain, and I have decided that this city should be my city, and I'm just going to take it all the way back and start it all over again. And you're in my way. A lot of other heroes, so-called heroes, misguided fools, have come and gotten in my way, and it's, it's worked out just fine for me. You're welcome to leave now, or we can do it the hard way. I don't really have a preference. That was Dark Watch. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. I, I've been working on a theory. Anyway, let's fight. <laughs> All right. She gestures upwards, and you look up at the tower above you, and the tower above you, much like the doors were rotating, the tower itself, the giant tall tower spins in the air somehow so it's completely hovering over the ground it turns so it's parallel with the ground and it turns back again and when it does you see that the tower this giant pillar of tower has shaped from just being a simple a solid pillar to being a massively tall hourglass that's the third biggest hourglass i've ever seen <laughs> you must have done a lot of road tripping you know you've got as much time you can see every massive ball of twine Big hourglass, you know, rubber band balls, pretty much everything. But you've made a point of seeing all the hourglasses. Well, I mean, they're pretty cool. When you're immortal, it it just feels poignant. <laughs> exactly. I want to know the mechanism for flipping that sucker. That's huge. 
some misinformation gestures, and the hourglass rotates and plants itself, like I, I said, and uh, sand begins to pour through the structure. And she says, I will bring us all the way backwards and then all the way forwards again. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out just how I want it. Don't worry. With that, she motions to Ermin at her feet and says, get up, you're not done yet. And Ermin shakily stands and says, I still get to keep everything in the tower, right? She goes, you get to keep everything in the tower if you do your job. Right, 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 do my job. And she disappears again, Ermin does. Invisible. Ermin is going to pass it to, going to pass it to the auto defenses. Auto defenses are going to do some shooting. Let's see, everybody but Dracules is going to get shot. Solid gold, you get shot for three. Alrighty. BC, you get shot for four. Savant, you get shot for one. Uh, I am going to <laughs> yeah. my uh, interrupt to take that. Uh, and now because I'm in the red zone, I can also do a reactive strike. So like I, you know, with a hand, he waves out for the gun to direct at him and then stops the bullet in the air and then sends it back the other way with mystic forces. Sure. Just like Hercules would do. Mm-hmm. Had he the means. That is a four heading back four heading back all right it rolls its save and it rolls a two and it is destroyed you catch that bullet and send it right back through the weird gas light gun and it is destroyed and because it's a gun it's a little weird that i'm doing this but i do take its magical essence or whatever and heal myself sure. yeah i don't see any the soul of a gun <laughs> I mean, if you can drink the magical reality-shifting soul of a gun, I'm sure there's no possible downside mm-hmm. to doing so. No. <laughs> Dracula gets indigestion at the end of this. Might just sweat bullets for a while. <laughs> that is everything, and we are going to pass it to Savant. I haven't heard from Savant in a minute. All right. After the eye opens up and misinformation comes out, Savant is not looking very good. He's in the red zone. He's been pretty beat up. Mm-hmm. And just looks back at misinformation and goes, you know, normally I'm very nice. You have to believe me when I say that. But I, I cannot deal with you anymore. And he will use his red zone ability, Essence to Oblivion. And he will attack using transmutation with max and mid. <laughs> All right, so that's twenty. Oof. What? And you're attacking misinformation with that? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. So twenty damage is coming at her. She would look maybe concerned if her face had expressions. And as this, this is what wave of magical energy that you're sending her way. It is essentially destroying the very essence of what someone is. So it is a blood magic (laughs) transmutation into nothingness. Fantastic. That's perfect. She hasn't been a person in a long time. Uh, So this, this like rewriting magic comes at her and it like it's it tears at her and it seems to tear at the fabric of who she is as a person and like and she kind of like no moment she looks down and then she looks up at you and her eyes meet with yours and she's like there's nothing here for you and she snaps her fingers she definitely takes some damage and you also take that much damage or rather she blocks damage you take the rest of it so you take 10 damage and she takes 10 damage ouch Oof. Man, I wish I could heal other people. Well, 
Only person to toss it to is solid gold at this point. Mm-hmm. Now you said Ermin vanished again. I see. I still see her her D six on the field, but I'm guessing that's not available. Justify it to me. Like that's the thing. Is like Ermin is around. She's invisible. She's doing stuff. If you're like I punch her, I'd be like, okay, how? But if you're like I do a thing that does this, like she's she's invisible, but you know she's there. No, that's okay. That's uh, not a big deal. I, I don't have anything at yellow that attacks everybody, so I think that I will. You could also use a risky action to do a basic attack and uh, with the minor twist, but describe to me in this basic attack, like how you're puzzling out her location by watching for this or looking for that. No, it's okay. I jumped her the first time. I'll just do it again. But in the meantime, uh, I will, I really don't want to, you know what? I'm going to use glow up. Uh, So once again, revitalizing the fight, everyone seems pretty beat up. I want to do what I can to keep everybody's position together. I will simply spin in place fling my arms out wide and once again bathe everybody in in, uh, light which immediately covers everyone in golden armor uh, that will help protect your wound uh, protect you from further wounds I hope or use it offensively I don't care it's your gold for the next 10 minutes aww you covered up my t-shirt that says I kissed Sasquatch (laughs) (laughs) it'll be back alright so again this works by Adding max and min dice, which is an eight to two, which comes out to ten, which comes into a plus three. So I'm going to throw a plus three armor to everybody but myself, and then I'm going to hinder myself with my min die, which is a three, which I believe becomes a one. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a minus one onto myself, and that should be everything I'm doing. So everybody but me, the three of you, immediately gains a plus three boost in the form of golden armor or accoutrement that help you in some way. Trying to rally. Right, and then you can pass it to anybody because that's the end of the round. Let's start strong. I'm going to pass it to Dracules. On Dracules's head, we see this gold armor manifests in a golden laurel that he will remove from his head and throw Sailor Moon style as a magic discus. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> um, I love it. We'll just do a regular attack with it, though. Love that. Oh, that's not the best roll in the world. Uh, so that that that's a two, but you know, plus plus the three, that's a five. Five is good. And you were throwing that at who? Sorry. That's at Fright Train. Okay. We gotta continue our. Uh, I, right, right. So yeah. So you headbutted Fright Train. Fright Train staggered back, and now you have thrown your your circlet at a five. He rolls a four. Yes. Man. Now Man. that's a way to solve our trolley problem. See, I'm doing it. <laughs> In the name of Olympus, I will punish you. All right. He seems distraught. Let's toss it to... uh, Let's go to the auto defenses. Okay. feel like we're getting rid of them soon. Sure. Dracules, you're you're tied up with Fright Train. Solid Gold and BC both getting shot at with some auto defenses. BC, four. Solid Gold, three. All right. I am going to step in the way of the four because that will take me back into the red zone. And I'm going (laughs) to use the same cheesy combination nonsense to kill it and heal myself. I think it's great. Or you get to attack it. Maybe not automatically kill it. Okay, well, I did roll a 10 on my D10 for that well, attack. Let me roll so. the D6 to see if it saves. <laughs> it didn't save. Okay, all right. <laughs> Great. Yep, very nice. So, yeah, I bounced myself in and out of the red zone with that, which is Perfect. such a delight. Was that my damage? You had the three coming at you, and Solid Gold had the four, so you still take the three damage, BC. Solid Gold takes no damage due to the benevolent, vampiric, 
legend. Thank you, Draculies. All right. Auto defenses are... Yeah, auto defenses are going to pass it to BC. How's everyone's health? Is is everyone else pretty much in the red or close to red? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, my I'm, God. I'm, I'm really glad you're still standing, Savant. I was worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I will sneak around to where Savant is and say, take heart. I mean, there have been plenty of other examples of ruined cities that have been rebuilt by strange powers, and then they were stopped and everything was fine after that. I mean, just look how Pompeii turned out. It's all good. Uh, so no, it isn't. Didn't everybody in Pompeii die? <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> but they did turn into a historic curiosity. So this is a pre-volcano story about Pompeii. <laughs> Depends how you look at it. BC's really good at pep talks. <laughs> Volcano unrelated. So I'm going to boost an ally using vitality and me and all nearby heroes in the yellow and red zones recover health. Equal to my min die. Use my history because I'm relating it to all the examples throughout history and that's not a great role either. But here we are. So that's a four boost. So plus two boost for Savant. And then everyone recovers five health. Nice. Wow. Yes. And you said it's a plus. So was it? Oh, uh, plus two. How much? Great. And then let's. Yeah, I just can't stop looking at this show. I'm gonna throw it to Freight Train. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it is it's a, great a wrestling match. <laughs> uh <laughs> Freight Train's like, I, I've had enough of this. I've trained my sights on you. It's time to plow through. And he goes... I was going to say the trained by sights was, you know, not great, but the plow, there we go. That's why we're here. <laughs> uh, he rolls a 166. <laughs> he, he runs up to you. As he gets close to you, he's... Because you're not going to take any of this damage, even if, like, you're in the yellow zone, even if you're healed up to yellow zone. Yeah. You're, you're right. So he, he runs up to you. He, like, slips a little bit, twists, kind of, like body runs into you, but in the way that you run into somebody in a convention center, you're like, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, and as he hits you, he's like, oh, and his head right next to yours, he goes, oh, well, at least make it look good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Draculis tries to sell it, but it's pretty obvious that there was no contact there. <laughs> oh, no, my kayfabe. <laughs> yeah. Ermin appears behind solid gold and says, were you like, you were like, was your name Uptown Girl? Hey, Uptown Girl. Pyrite. My name was Pyrite. I don't remember <laughs> a Pyrite. You don't have to. Is this important? And she holds in her hand the bit of the gold of the, that was in your power, that was of your power, that is in that was in the tower and, and you are disconnected from. <laughs> yes. Does it work like this? And she blasts you with a Ooh, beam of gold. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Stealing my power, too. Five damage. Uh, yeah, that's going to be radiant, though, isn't it? There we it go. <laughs> so she blasts me with it, and basically just gold goes all over me and then absorbs right back into my... It, it, wherever she hit me with it, it just sort of sinks away into my costume again. Yeah. She's like, hmm, okay, okay, You're I can work peach. with that. <laughs> it's your turn, solid gold. No, 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 it works like this. And then it blasts out of her own hand <laughs> into her. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to share the spotlight because that's too good. Yeah, that rules. Everybody likes a little bit of hubris. 
as she fires it at me and it blasts away. She takes just a second, just long enough of confusion as how it didn't work to turn it around and look at it. And that's my moment. <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, I got to re-roll the one. <laughs> mm, of course. <laughs> she takes, uh, hang on, it's max plus min, 16. Excellent. So, so, so she... 15. Oh, thank you for the reminder. You're at she minus takes 15. one. <laughs> and I, I heal again. I'm... I'm I'm fine. No one heal me. <laughs> and it, it's impressive to watch because the, the blast is coming out from her own hand. So you'd think she'd get knocked back by the impact, but she can't because she's also the source of an impact. So as she just for a split second takes a look at it, it blasts her in the face and spins her in place vertically along her central axis. Mm. And land, she lands hard on her shoulders on the ground. Mm -hmm. Amazing. That rules. And there on the ground where she lands is the mannequin that you saw before, but now the mannequin is broken into several pieces. Mm. So it's solid gold now. And then I'm gonna pass it to, you know what? We gotta peel the Band-Aid off. Let's, no, before we peel the Band-Aid off, let's see Savant use all those bonuses. There it is. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Ooh, baby. Okay. So, after getting backlashed by his last attack, he's still just facing off against misinformation. You know, there's there's still some of you left in there, and I'm gonna find the part that I can hurt. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> and he will do equivalent exchange doing a hinder and recovering himself. Hinder is a minus three. All right. And my recovery would be one, but I'll use all five on the recovery because, oh, my God. Sure. Yay, I actually did manage to turn the gold into healing somebody. There <laughs> you go. Still in the red, but that's oh, okay. No. He just greedily eats <laughs> that gold. <laughs> hey, this isn't solid. It's full of chocolate. Um... All right, Savant, where do you want to pass it? Uh, let's let's pass it to Misinformation. That sounds mm -hmm. great. Misinformation mm -hmm. looks down at herself and looks at you and is like, you think you know what you're dealing with here. And she is going to use her power of transmutation and her quality of unhinged from reality. <laughs> and nine. Great, cool. The nine that she rolled is reduced by three so it's only a six she uses a six as a hinder oh what well i mean it's only a hinder of minus two but it is persistent and exclusive and savant you wow. have a permanent minus two permanent you know but it's a persistent minus two mm -hmm. on you and as long as that penalty is in play any damage dealt to misinformation is reduced by one and whenever misinformation is dealt damage, the target that has the penalty takes one irreducible damage. And you feel, your face feels different. Like, she looked at herself, she looked at you, and she said, you don't know you're dealing with, your face feels different. And anyone else that is looking at Savant sees that Savant's face has that white mask look that misinformation's face also has. Cool. And with that, misinformation wanted to work on her projects. Can't work on her projects with you harrying her. He was just going to pass it to the tower. 
could have just let us have breakfast. And <laughs> she was worried about this very thing that's happening. She was right to be worried. And uh, her uh, tower's only option is to pass it to BC. Well, this information is distracted and there's all this other stuff going on. I think I'm going to investigate this hourglass and see if I can do something about this whole time backward thing. Mm-hmm. So you have a couple of options here. You feel like you could do things, you could fi- figure out some way, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but like justify to me some way in which you are attempting to stop the hourglass as it is g- currently going from the sand going down right now, or you could attempt to reverse it so that the sand goes the other way. So you can either try to halt what it's currently doing or advance it in the other direction. You know, I, I have a lot of time behind me, so I think I'm just going to try and take that using the power of my life force you know, which I have been able to express in several ways, just try and take that that time backwards stuff into myself and just halt that process. Sure, yeah. Are you using a principle for your overcome? Yeah, well, I have a principle of history. That sounds yeah. perfect. Seems like a situation that might be involving archaeology, history, or puzzle solving. <laughs> Certainly puzzle solving and also history. So I think I can make an argument for using my vitality here because I'm just trying to take that backwards time into myself. Yeah. Use my max die, which is a nine. Fantastic. That is a success without complication. You have pushed back her progress on her win the game challenge. Oh. And by win the game, I mean conquer reality. Mm, that seems good. That's how this information <laughs> wins. And you can pass it to anybody in the scene. So, like, if you wanted to give it to misinformation so she could work on winning the game, that would be ideal. <laughs> I think I'm going to hold off on that just to savor it a little bit longer. And I'm going to throw it to solid gold here. Well, I'm going to try and clean up just a little bit then in that case. So I am going to combine that with that and that and fire off a disco inferno. Yes. So let's see. I am going to put – it's going to be the mid-die on two targets. So I'm going to put – Five damage each on misinformation and on the auto defenses. All right. Auto defenses roll their defense. They need a five or a six. They get a five. I did not expect that. So the auto defenses live one more brief Mm -hmm. moment. And misinformation takes five damage. Uh... Then I take some damage, but we're in the yellow zone, so we don't even need to talk about it. A couple of beams of light emit from me, coating the auto defenses in gold with an attempt to weigh them down so much that they can't even function anymore. I almost get there by just coating them in thick plates of gold, but they are still moving and still firing. Meanwhile, misinformation, some of it scatters across her form, but it falls off as easily as it went into her in the first place. I look frustrated. And actually, when it goes into her, instead of her taking five damage, she only takes four of that damage, and one of that damage gets irreducibly sent through the mask on Savant's face into the Savant, unless someone was going to try to... Yes. Draculis stretches out his shadow and steps steps in the way of this so attack. So it's not a... Right. So it's not an attack. It's the damage that is... the Because Savant is wearing is now wearing this like psychic projection of a mask on his face and that's what's damaging him so like justify to me how you're taking this damage because i don't know if you can but i will give you the opportunity to like tell me the way that draculis is going to try to take this damage from this mask gosh okay okay this is fascinating draculis instead is going to stretch out his shadow Mm -hmm. and do a thing he would never normally do to his friends. Mm -hmm. He is going to briefly turn Savant into a thrall. (gasps) 
essentially making him a, an extension of himself in order to absorb that damage and then, you know, return into his shadow self. I imagine there's going to be discussions about that <laughs> later. Oh, it yeah. just come with a twist. But that oh, will, I think the twist is there. <laughs> that will reduce me one hit point. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. We have no new advertisements this week, but if you would like a professional or personal message included in either OneShot or Campaign, you can always head to our website, OneShotPodcast.com, click on Contact and Radvertise to have your own message read on air. Heroes, I want to remind everyone that I have a new book out right now. The Ultimate RPG Game Master's World Building Guide is a book full of prompts, exercises, and mini-games designed to help make the process of developing settings for RPGs easy and fun. And if you've been curious about this book, I have good news. This Thursday, July 29th, I'm going to be sitting down with my good friend, fantasy author Alexandra Rowland. And together, we're going to be streaming as we build the world using exercises from this book. That'll be happening over at the OneShot Twitch stream. And of course, because it's a stream, we'll be collaborating with the audience as well. So be sure to join us this Thursday, July 29th at 6 p.m. Central Time over at twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Henry G, thank you so much. H. Kathleen Brewer, thank you. Totally a real name. Thank you very much. Cancakes, thank you very much. Shanice Moore, thank you. Zach Schultz, thank you so much. Samuel Heitzer, thank you very much. Ree Robson, thank you. Ad Wish, thank you so much. Colson Barnhart, thank you. AJ Rat Dude, thank you very much. William Austin, thank you. Lenny Jammin, thank you very much. Catherine Reed, thank you so much. Guy Dude, thank you. Kelly McCoo, thank you very much. Mia Dobbins, thank you. Mike Hab, thank you so much. Prowzy, thank you. And Betty A, thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to make this show without you. If you like what you're hearing here on the OneShot Network and you'd like to hear more, please head over to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast to join this list of backers and get yourself some cool rewards. If you sign up at the $15 a month level, you join the OneShot Book Club where we send you free RPG PDFs every month. And folks, sometimes those PDFs cost more than $15, so it is a real steal. And that's on top of all the cool audio bonus content you get in the OneShot Secret Archive. Thanks to everyone who supports us already, and everyone who's going to support us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, solid gold. Who do you want to pass it to after all that? <laughs> the field is open. I'm going to send it to Fright Train. Love it. Fright Train watches Dracules turn his attention and focus on something with Savant and goes, this is my opportunity and backs up, gets some momentum and uh, says the fright train is pulling into the station and attacks for six damage, Ooh. max damage for fright train. Hell yeah. I'm glad that after that description, it wasn't like last turn where I rolled a one. <laughs> 
I mean, I'll just take it. The closer I get to the red zone, the, the more powerful I become. Freight Train plows into Dracules, <laughs> and the both of them hit the ground in a heap, neither one of them feeling great, but both of them still in the fight. Freight Train is going to pass it to the auto defenses. Auto defenses will take a shot at Solid Gold. Nah, Solid Gold just keeps healing no matter what, so don't worry about it. BC is getting shot instead. BC, how do you feel about two damage? Pew, pew. Not a fan, but I'll accept. Very well, very well. <laughs> I'll um, allow it. And then auto defenses are going to pass it to the tower. And the tower, with all the Ooh. sand running through it, Savant, you feel the pouch on your hip get suddenly heavier and explode outward as a mystical-looking uh, lady with white hair with some black streaks in it and a green dress and purple energy emanating from her fingertips leaps forth from what was your pouch and turns looking confused finally sees you rounds and her eyes are white with rage and she blasts at you with some magical energy i knew it and she sends three magical energy at you like a jerk and yeah let's just spend it all spend it all leave it all on the table misinformation what are you gonna do something good no Something bad. Haha. <laughs> Nobody's directly opposing her right now, so she doesn't need to bother fighting you guys. She instead uses her presence, her insight, and her status to make an overcome check. She is going to erase time. The hourglass speeds ever onward, sand cascading from above to below. And with all of that said, I go take a nap while you guys take the next several turns. <laughs> Let's see. Let's start with Savant. How you doing there, buddy? I'm doing great. I yeah. love it. Yeah. How's your mask? Do you like your mask? I love it. It's great. I'd like to take it off. Okay. <laughs> so the light from the Philosopher's Stone hits where the mask is. That's really just part of his face at this point. And it outlines around his head where the mask is and pulls off of him and you can see it trying and like reality warps as it attempts to stay stuck to his face. Heck yeah. And he will overcome. You've got a minus two. Sweet. Well, how's a 10 with my minus two? Wow, what'd you roll? I rolled two d12s and a d10. Amazing. So I got two 12s. That, congratulations. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, maybe, probably not, but still, fantastic. So, yeah, misinformation's power, her, the reality shaping she has done, you managed to oppose it with all of your magical, alchemical might and return yourself to your proper form. Well done. That is a feat that few could attempt. All right, BC. So I'm working with this hourglass. I've now seen misinformation do her thing. I've tried to rewind that, but now I'm wondering... Yeah. If I can just plunge my sword in the hourglass and kind of flip it, just do the classic. Sure. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Try and send things forward. Hey, what if we did the flow of time this way? So that is a five. So I'm going to succeed with a twist. So you find the hourglass easier to move than you might expect. You drive your sword into it. and You're like, okay. And and then the hourglass just like it like it's like it wants to move but it also wants to take something from you in the process. The minor twist is, for the rest of the scene, select one of your abilities. And as long as this green check is in this box here, you do not have access to that ability. One of my abilities, okay. So I, I think part of that is gonna be my signature weapon that I've plunged into it 
is stuck there. Mm. So Blade Companion ability is not going to be accessible. And let's uh, let's go to Dracules. Dracules is going to attack Fright Train. There's there's nothing. I mean, more at to this point, I feel like you're you, you've got to you got to see it through. It's fading. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got one more die before before he goes down. We'll see how this hit works out for me. Oh, you know that is only a three. Oh ho ho! Now it's your turn. Describe your attack. You you said they had like piled into a heap. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think at this, like, Dracules, you know, he's got these claws and just reaches them inside the grill oh, of yeah. Fright Train. And, you know, his eyes are blazing red, like whatever, you know, heat from within the Fright Train is blazing red. And this is just an intense standoff. Yeah, yeah. Fright Train rolls a three, so he doesn't take any damage. But Fright Train, like, thrashes and, like, manages to avoid the claws clawing at his face through the grill. The, the two of you roll around. Train car! Uh, railroad tracks! Uh, uh, <laughs> He's losing it. You really spiked that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pass it to whomever you please. Let's bring it back to solid gold. So let's, let's start off. Start off bright. You got it. Man, I do not want to mess with Fright Train. I feel like your faded battle needs to continue. <laughs> if you if you throw me a boost, I could end it this round. Hey, tell you what, I think I might just do that for everybody. That's been working great. Ooh. So once again, she spins on her heels, flings her arms out, and sends out a wave of powerful energy that bathes everyone in healing light that creates golden armor that does whatever they need. Plus fours for everybody, because I've got a 10 on my 10 die. And then I'm going to hinder myself with a with a mid, which is a five, which I believe is a minus two. It is. So there you go. Plus fours and minus twos all around. I love seeing everybody look rad. Also, Pinion, huge fan. She, she, she hears your voice coming at her, but doesn't seem to recognize her name. When she turns and looks at you, it is a look of, of, of feral fury. Oh, no, I know. I'm kind of coming to a realization that my big cathartic fight with Ermin is, was a big cathartic fight with a mannequin, and it's... Uh, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and let's see the faded battle. I'm going to send it right back to Dracules. Okay. In this, I, I'm going to try and end this with a regular attack. But if I hit 12, that'll end it, right? So I yes. just have to roll real well? Okay. Yeah. But you, and you have an attack that uses your max die instead of your... I do, but that's based off strength, which is not what I want to do in this situation. Instead, I'm going to do a regular attack that uses suggestion. I'm going to roll. We'll see how we go here. Oh, so close. So close. I hit a I hit 11 mm-hmm. on this, but like at shadows kind of billow out and envelop Fright Train. Mm-hmm. And Fright Train is like brought into a, a strange and, and hazy, like almost hallucination. And he can hear the voice of Dracules all around him. In my labors. I took the burden of Atlas from him, and in that I held the burdens of all the world. I know what it feels like to have the gravity of all the terrible things bearing down on your shoulders at once. I tell you now, lay down your burdens. Unload for me, Fright Train! 
and give up this path of darkness that you have tread alone. And he can then feel enveloped around him the arms and wings of Draculis. Just pull him in for a hug. Bring it in. <laughs> All right. Do me a solid and pass it to Fright Train. Let's bring yeah, this home. Yeah, let's pass it over to Fright Train. Yeah. So you've got Fright Train in this Draculis scape, and you're having mm-hmm. this moment with him, and something inside the thing that you're talking to breaks fundamentally. The the thing that you're talking to in the Draculis scape, you see that you're talking to an empty shell, and inside that empty shell there's a tiny toy train, and that toy train has been told hey, you're this thing, you're this fright train thing, be this fright train thing. But you can see what's about to happen, which is similar to the mannequin, similar to the thumbtack, that this is about to fall into that. But the thing that it was told, hey, be this fright train, is because there is this thing, this real person fright train out there somewhere in the world. And misinformation is like, I'm not going to be creative. I'm not going to make up my own stuff. I'm just going to take these minions, these heroes, these whatevers, slam them into these outfits and put them in the, in the path of the people who are fighting me. And in this moment, you are so connected to the essence that misinformation made that tether between somewhere in the world, the real Fright Chain, and this one, that your words pass along that tether and you feel somewhere, somewhere else out in the world, <laughs> some guy named Stephen Graves sitting on his couch, holding a beer, and go, shit, man, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you sent him to the sleeper car. <laughs> You did such a good job on that. I couldn't take your cathartic success away from you to be like, sorry, man, you're not talking to a real person. You're just talking to a, a fake simulacrum of a person. You've done such great work. You need to, you, there needs to be something there for it. That's great. You know what? Let's go down the line. Defenses. We're going to shoot a D4 at Draculis. Now that Draculis, you stand there, a toy train falls at your feet, and the little gun goes pew and shoots a tiny laser at you. <laughs> Perfect. You take three damage from it. That does get one through, <laughs> uh, which brings me back into the red zone. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Pinion heard Solid Gold yell at her, even though she didn't understand what that meant, and she sends a wave of magical energy at Solid Gold to the tune of five magic. All right, I'll get knocked backwards. The tower grinds away, and a purple-haired lady with an eye patch with a pair of pistols leaps out of the torn remnants of Savant's bag and fires her pistols at Draculis. You've got to get rid of that bag. Draculis, you've got <laughs> two damage and four damage coming at you from two shots. Pew, pew. Perfect. Uh, what type of damage is it? Projectile damage from a pistol. Okay, so that does that count as physical, would we say? Yeah, for sure. Okay, then I am taking two damage overall. Mm-hmm. That will bring me down to nine. And... Misinformation does her thing where she rolls these dice. And she gets a six. So misinformation continues working with the giant hourglass to drive time backwards, but the sword that BC stuck into the hourglass, as she spins it back and drives it her way, the sword hits the ground and rebounds back, driving the hourglass away from her and messing up her connection to it, giving her a minus two penalty. The deck has been stacked, and we pass it to BC, who's just instrumental. And I'm just going to no, 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 and just... (laughs) Spin it and charge <laughs> as much as I can into it. Sure. Get a 12, you'll win the game. 
<laughs> get a 12. Hey, what if I told you I got a 13? I, I, I would believe you. I don't think you're lying to me. Well, huh. I got a 13. Describe how I, it happens. Uh, yeah, putting everything I had into one full twist of the sword and concentrating all my years trying to remember all of my history and the, the days that I've spent into this hourglass, resetting time forward the way that it should be and asserting what is real and opposing her freaky backwards simulacrum of history. Awesome, awesome. You drive the hourglass forward and it... It's, it's no longer like trickling like sand does, but it's just pouring. And as the sand falls down, the tower begins falling apart from the top down, just pieces falling and breaking and falling apart. The wreckage of the tower is falling around you. And as you do, you're all like transfixed by this tower falling. Savant, you notice due to your former connection with misinformation, that misinformation, a similar thing is happening to her. She's falling apart and you're like, oh, she's also Smalcrum, but she's not. You see that it is real, it is her and she is disassembling from the inside and she's like no I won't go back and as she falls apart a mask falls from her face and what behind what's behind the mask blank emptiness it's not even a blank face with skin it's just a blank void and she collapses herself into that void as her ability to rewrite reality rewrites herself out of a reality that she can't possibly come to terms with damn san lazarus is as this wave of energy emanates from this platform around San Lazarus is restored, but everything feels a bit shaky, to say the least. So are expatriate and pinion, do they just de deconstruct as well? Expatriate and pinion deconstruct and fall back into the broken monocle and the burned feather. But then as all four of those things hit the ground, they leap back up again, and no longer is it this like f blind fury expatriate and pinion but instead the team uh dark watch setback expatriate pinion and mantra are all standing there what happened <laughs> and uh setback's like oh hey solid gold i talked to you on the phone and then weird stuff happened did weird stuff happen to you no lots yeah lots of weird stuff happened and and it is very good to see you and have you ever heard of misinformation uh because i just saw her get sucked up into her own face <laughs> Weird stuff. Anyway, here's a team. Sounds like something she do. We have. We're still working on a name, but oh my gosh, is it good to see you? It's good to see you too. What's the name of your team? It's uh, the Conclave. <laughs> the best champions. <laughs> you know what? The Conclave. We're the Conclave. Hi. Damn it. <laughs> Can we at least be the best Conclave? I I love that the end of the comic book is the Conclave. The last champions. No, the Conclave. Damn it. Perfect. End <laughs> Good stuff. Good job, everybody. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. so much fun. It's been so long since I've played a real crunchy game like that, and oh, man, is that satisfying how that shakes out. Ooh. <laughs> Ended up going a bunch of places that I didn't necessarily expect, which was fun. I got to react to you guys doing stuff, and yeah, good job. Well done. Thank you. Thank you for running. Yeah. My pleasure. Oh, Absolutely. so uh, whenever you guys used your principal-related green powers uh, for doing overcomes, you would get hero points, and we would record those. Normally, between one session and the next session, you take those hero points and turn them into bonuses. Um, so obviously, since this is just a one-shot, there's none of those happening here. But I wanted to at least address that that is a thing that would occur. Cool. Um, and I feel like we need to, at some point, it doesn't need to be now off the air on your own time, uh, but James and Jonathan, you might want to have a discussion about uh, uh, 
Dracula's making a, a thrall out of Savant. That's well, not cool. When they, when they yeah. go into their super therapist session together. Yeah, that's, they're going to need some super joint yeah. therapy. Oh, my God. Superhero teams absolutely need to do, like, the equivalent of couples therapy. Yeah, together. Oh, that's, that's, that's a whole game rules. right there. I would yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Now, there oh, is... my God. That, that is... So, Ooh, by the way... Um, oh, there's a game in that. <laughs> this has been an awful lot of fun, and I'm really glad that we did it on one shot. But if you're looking for way more information on the uh, the Sentinels role-playing game system, it is going to be the next episode of System Mastery. So, so we're oh, going to be cool. doing our big review on it and our bonus content character creation, uh, just like we always do. And I can't wait to tell you all about it, because I've been excited about it for, like, a year. Oh, I, I I am thrilled. I'm I'm very excited. I mean, I can't wait to play Sentinels of the Multiverse card game and play my favorite superhero Dracula. <laughs> uh, that's just gonna be a blast. I gotta tell you all about the cauldron. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Someday, in some far flung future, if history doesn't rewrite itself again, we'll all be at a convention, and uh, I'd love to play a game with you folks. Maybe 2023, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's looking like at yeah. this point. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. It was a genuine pleasure to get to play a game with you fine folks. Absolutely. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Cakewalk by Avocado Junkie. Black Crown by Andrew Stanton. Bus Won't Stop by Famous Cats. I've Seen Stranger Things by Alternate Endings. Life Worth Living by Moments. And In the Lift by Fabio Poyen. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with a selection from the Ultimate Micro RPG book, a role-playing game of medical melodrama. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world-building, and storytelling podcast powered by you! Each week, best friends Aaron Catano saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener-submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. This week, I encourage you to go out and call your representatives about an issue that you care about. Calling a representative is a great way to directly advocate for issues. And because not many people do it, a single person can have a dramatic level of influence. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for many different issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make an important difference on issues that really matter. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. 
If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.